You're listening to Creating Impact Through Giving, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, providing you with the stories, techniques, and tools around impactful giving. On this show, we'll talk to donors, professional advisors, nonprofit leaders, and our own team of experts to identify charitable strategies that have resulted in some of our most impactful gifts. I'm Dan Martell, and welcome back to Creating Impact Through Giving. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about scholarships. And here's something for our listeners to know that's kind of interesting. The Oklahoma City Community Foundation is the state's largest provider of independent scholarships. And we also allow donors to create their own scholarships or contribute to one that already exists. And creating a scholarship can be quite a legacy to leave behind. And it's certainly one that can leave quite an impact in our community. My guests today are Jessica Schwager. Jessica is the head of the scholarship department here at the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Jess, we're going to welcome you back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, Dan. And Kelly Epperson, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Jess, I want to learn a little bit more about what you do here at the foundation and let our listeners know kind of where you came from and how you got here. So I understand you came from a large university system. Yeah, I was at a larger university system, as you said, for about eight years. Uh, I was working in a small scholarship department there, and we kind of grew over time as the need for scholarships became more evident at the university and a need for kind of a centralized uh, scholarship application. So that's kind of my background is helping to create uh, scholarship applications and working in a scholarship department. So with my background, that really kind of translated to what we do here in our work here at the foundation with scholarships. And I think um, one of the, I think, primary reasons that made this job so attractive to me is that uh, the Oklahoma City Community Foundation also uses Academic Works, which is this online system for collecting scholarship applications. And so it was really easy because I already used that at the university I was at. I could kind of transition into that here and then just automatically jump right in and help the team with that. How do you get students interested in the first place thinking about college? I mean, let alone applying for and qualifying for scholarships. What are we doing right now to get students, you know, eager to to get out there and want to go to college? Right. And I think a lot of times students um, or just from my experience, students will have an idea of what college they want to go to. But the sticker shock of college is just, I mean, it's crazy. They have no idea how much it costs. So they have this passion to go to OU. That's where their parents went. That's where they wanted to go. But then they'll kind of see how much tuition and fees cost. So I think that that's really important for organizations like us to come in uh, to kind of help them uh, defray those costs a little bit. So they might qualify for financial aid. They might qualify for scholarships at their school. But then we're a different organization that they can apply for scholarships to and then be able to kind of help with that price of college and make make college more affordable for them. Well, that's great. You know, that you just answered my next question, but I want to further that, you know, we were going to talk about the rising costs of college today and that kind of thing. You know, um, we had talked a couple of weeks ago and when you're going to a a college fair or something or to university to set up, what exactly do you bring and, and what are you talking to students about? Yes. Yeah, so there are uh, four of us on our team that go out to these college fairs. So usually here in about a few weeks, there will be a release of all the different college fairs across the entire state of Oklahoma. What we do is we identify the dates that we're going to go, and then we kind of split up those dates amongst all of us. What we're really trying to do is focus on the college fairs where we will have the most impact. So the most amount of students that will be going to these 
we try to look for those large college fairs that we can go to. And what we do is we're alongside of every college that's in the state of Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Kansas, all of these admissions counselors will come to these college fairs. And then we sit alongside those counselors. And while they're kind of talking about their school and trying to sell their school, we're there just to say, hey, you want to go to your dream school, then come to us and we can help you apply for scholarships. Here's where you go. And so our typical table, it looks like we have promotional materials, uh, links to our web website. Um, and then we always give out our business card because we know that sometimes scholarship applications um, are just hard to navigate for students that have no idea they've never done this before. So we hand out our business cards and then we say, hey, contact us when it's time to apply and we will help guide you through that process 100%. This is sort of a random question, but I'm just curious to know, because you know I mentioned earlier um, for our listeners that we were the largest independent uh, givers of scholarships here across the state. How many scholarships do you offer at the OCCF? Yes, so this last year, we ran some numbers. Um, we have about 180 scholarships that we wow. offer. Wow. There are 152 of those are through our online system where students go to apply. Um, the other additional 30, they're, they're typically at college, typically using some sort of nomination process, um, paper application process. But for the most part, about 150 of those are on our online system. And then this last year, we awarded right around 800 students with scholarships. Well, I would think that that alone creates quite an impact. It in, does. Uh, in the community. So I want to talk a little bit about donors and, and people who really set up these scholarships, because I know that a lot of people will set up a scholarship uh, in memory or in honor of a loved one. And one of our guests today is Kelly Epperson. And we, we're going to talk to Kelly about the scholarship that her family set up. Um, how do you do that? How do they go about doing that? Donors come to us in many different ways. Um, sometimes they'll be recommended to us by financial advisors. Uh, sometimes they'll know about us because their student applied for scholarships and then maybe a loved one passed away and they decided that they wanted to set up a memorial for that person. And so then they reached out to us that way. And so uh, we have many different ways that they would reach out to us. But what we're just doing is trying to start a conversation. Uh, we want to know why are they passionate about education? Uh, what qualifications are they really looking for in a scholarship applicant. Um, I know Joe Carter, our vice president of development, he gets with them and talks about their different options of giving because we have so many different ways that donors can truly give to us. I think a lot of times donors think that they need to have this lump sum of cash that they just need to come in with and set up a scholarship. And that's not the case at all. We have different uh, revenues for that. Um, one of our most popular ones is actually an IRA rollover, especially for scholarships. Um, we have a donor right now who has started two scholarships and that was just every year she was uh, rolling over her IRA into these scholarship accounts was able to build up two scholarships in a matter of a couple of years. So we have so many different options for that. And the interesting thing is, is a lot of these scholarships are in perpetuity. That is always going to be there for students for generations to come. Correct. Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. In fact, um, something I was actually sharing with Kelly Epperson whenever she set up her scholarship, her scholarship was in uh, memory. Really, it's the Epperson Family Memorial Scholarship. So it's really in memory of their whole family. She came to us after her husband had passed away. And something I had shared with her is actually um, my parents set up a scholarship whenever my brother passed away. However, they didn't know about this endowment. So they didn't know that endowments were even they even existed. So whenever he passed away, they put in his um, obituary to send in memorial gifts. And so that was great because they could collect all these memorial gifts. 
and then give out scholarships. But once they were done giving out that finite amount of money, then that scholarship went away. And so I I really like the option of giving to an endowment because if they would have known, even known about that, then for, I mean, forever, right now, they could still be awarding that scholarship to students. And so I think that that is really, um, really a neat way to honor the memorial of somebody after somebody passes. Well, and also to your point too, Jessica, it's an incredible way for somebody to look at the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and really understand what they're getting ready to do because they probably don't realize that the option is to create a, a lifelong scholarship for for students. I think you're right. You know, the endowment is certainly the way to go. And I just want more of our, our listeners to understand that. There's a huge advantage of, of coming here to, to start something like that. And from what I understand, you don't need a lot of money to to kick this thing off, right? Correct. Our scholarships do start at $40,000 for a fully endowed scholarship where they get to set forth all of the criteria for that scholarship. So that's at $40,000. But I mean, we have scholarships right now. Um, there was one that was just set up in a memorial and um, they were asked for memorial gifts to come in. And already it's climbed to almost $17,000 in just a matter of a week. So I know that number seems so high right now, but there are so many different ways to give that to get to 40 is honestly, I mean, they could do that in a matter of months. But what a gift to leave. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just talking, you know, I know you just talked to Kelly Epperson and she's going to be on a broadcast uh, in in just a little while. You did mention that she and uh, her family started this uh, scholarship in memory of her late husband. How does something like that happen? Did she know to come here? Yes. So she was, I think, introduced through the Community Foundation through another one of our donors who has a scholarship here. He had given to other scholarships for many years and then set up his own scholarship here. And then she came in um, she met with me and actually um, the other person on our team, Rick Fernandez, he's the one who um, coordinates this other scholarship that I was talking about. So she just met with us and it was a very just informal conversation. I mean, what are your goals? What are you looking to do with this scholarship? We just told her a lot about what we do and how we manage the funds and how we would award the scholarships. And so it's just really kind of informal meeting we got together. And then at that point, point in time, I think she decided to start the fund. Okay, let's get serious. What do I need to do? And that's when we brought in Joe Carter to talk kind of about the giving options. And so, yeah, just kind of an informal conversation to start with. And it was an introduction from another donor. You know, we're really fortunate. You know, we live in a, more of an urban city here, right? Oklahoma City. And, but, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of students that live out in rural areas. I want to kind of talk a little bit about some of those students. We have incredible opportunities for rural students. Uh, I'm a rural kid myself, town of 300 people. And honestly, if I would have known about the Community Foundation and we have um, a scholarship here called the Carolyn Watson Scholarship, it would have been completely life changing. Uh, the scholarship now is $12,000 per year for four years. I mean, That's it's pretty huge. Significant. Yeah, that is yeah. very significant. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about um, some of the state schools here, um, colleges, universities, typically their cost of attendance is anywhere from $20,000 to $30,000. So if we're talking $12,000, that's a huge chunk um, right there. And the GPA requirements are about 3.0. So that's pretty obtainable for students once they get to college. And then we just provide program support too. Um, so if they're ever having questions, they can contact me um, can definitely kind of help give them my perspective. Again, I'm a rural kid too. So they can reach out to me and I'm happy to give them recommendations. Um, we have a student last year who went to the University of Oklahoma and she was looking into journalism. And I was really familiar with the department there. And so I was able to connect her to student services there. And so just things like that, that a a unique thing, we're not just giving the money, but we're also helping kind of to provide advice to those students too, if they need it. 
You know, um, I'm glad we talked about the Carolyn Watson Rural Scholarship because we are going to be talking to two of the recipients in today's show. Jess, um, is there anything else that we need to know about scholarships, um, students wanting to apply, parents wanting to get their students to apply? What else can we do to encourage kids that to know more about the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and to consider us as an organization when applying? I would really encourage students, parents, guidance counselors, donors, just to make the connection. Um, I know we go out and we promote as much as we can, but if they have questions about anything, um, we have a really highly specialized staff in scholarships that can help answer any questions they have. So they can go onto our website. It's really thorough. They can read about our website, but if they want to just make a connection and talk to somebody and talk through their ideas, absolutely do that. I mean, I would always encourage that. And then, I mean, the other thing is, is just for students, I'd say apply. I mean, this past year we had close to about 5,000 applications in our system, and that's open to students from across the entire state. And like I said, we're awarding about 800 students per year. So if they have a complete application, they're moving on to the next round. And um, that's a really good chance of getting a scholarship. So you can't get a scholarship unless you apply. So I just really encourage students to apply and well, ask questions. I think it's great. So OCCF.org, look up scholarships, Correct. right? Yes. Or, mm-hmm. or if you're on that yep. website, mm-hmm. again, OCCF.org, scholarships, that's where you want to go. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for coming back. I know we just had you on the last episode, but again, we wanted to talk about scholarships this time. I think you gave us some insight and some knowledge that we probably didn't get from the last show. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dan. Let's turn to Kelly Epperson. I want to give our listeners a little bit of information about you, and then we're going to jump into some questions and talk about scholarships. Mm -hmm. So you started the Epperson Family Scholarship to commemorate your late husband's death. And I know Mr. Epperson was a board member of the Oklahoma Regional Food Bank. Um, He sat on the board at Harding Charter Preparatory High School. And you're honoring him with this Epperson Family Scholarship established through the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. So For our listeners, this scholarship supports Harding Charter Prep High School graduates who want to attend college or vocational school? Correct. What influenced your decision to honor your husband's memory with a scholarship? Well, my husband is the oldest of seven, and all him and all six of his siblings went to Harding um, back when it was the original Harding High School. And then some of his younger siblings, it was actually like a junior high or middle school or something. And Um, And our son also attended Harding Charter Prep and graduated from there. And our son started going there in the fall of 2010, no, fall of 2009. And from the time that he started going to school there and my husband got involved with the board, we talked about setting up a scholarship. And the thing that held us back was we never could decide how to determine how we, we would choose the recipient. Um, and so that was the, the determining factor. But when he passed away, I knew it was something that we had talked about doing and it was something that he wanted done. Um, so my son and I just decided to move forward with it. Well, I want to stay on the subject of, of your son. What was your son's name? Joseph. Joseph. So I understand that Joseph is also a fund advisor. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Why was it important then to get your whole family involved when you, you know, basically call it the Epperson Family Memorial Scholarship? Why the whole family? Um, well, I w- I'm hoping, I don't know that it'll happen, but I'm hoping that um, with it being about the whole family, that his brothers and sisters, since they attended here also, will, um, you know, if they ever can financially contribute to it, um, that it'll be something that's for all of them and not just for Wayne, even though he's the primary one right now. I mean, it can't get any better than that, right? I hope. <laughs> so um, how did you come up with the criteria? 
my son and I spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, my husband was able to go to college on the GI Bill, and his family could not have um, paid for his college, even though back then it was a lot cheaper than it is now. And college made a huge difference um, in, in what he was able to do in his life. And as my son says, you know, it's one thing to expect people to pick themselves up by their bootstraps. But if they don't have any bootstraps, how can they do it? Um, so we decided that we wanted to focus on people that might not qualify for, you know, the full tuition waivers that OU has or, you know, some of the different ones that are all based on academic because a lot of these students, especially that go to Harding, it's a difficult high school and um, with all the AP classes and everything. But some of the kids don't make straight A's because they're having to work while they're going to school. So their grades may not show all the things that other students' grades do. So we wanted somebody that didn't necessarily come from a background where their parents were able to afford everything. And so we decided to try to pick on people that had what it takes to be successful, but maybe didn't start out with such an easy position in life. Well, you know, I want to talk about the beauty of your scholarship because one of the things I read about it was, you know, we we have a lot of emphasis and we we hear a lot of that from from people saying you got to go to college, you know, everybody has to go to college kind of a thing. But your your um, scholarship are also available for uh, students that want to go to a vocational school too. Is that correct? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that because that's an important factor that nobody wants to talk about. And it's very important that we have as many students that don't want to go to college attend a voc school. And I think that the fact that your scholarship is incredible for, for both of these students. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, my husband and I both, my husband had a master's degree and I have a bachelor's degree. So we both, you know, feel very strongly about the college environment, but it's not the right thing for everybody. Our world will implode if everybody just has those kinds of degrees. You know, we, we need people that are mechanics or tile layers or electricians or, you know, and, and my son also went to um, a vocational school and he's a chef and he loves it. So we wouldn't have wanted somebody to not be able to get the scholarship because they weren't following the career path that we thought. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people out there, they wake up every day and they don't look forward to going to work. And so if you have a, a calling and, and your right path for your life was to go to a vocational school, you know, we want to help you do that, whatever it takes. That is an incredible scholarship. I hope that all you listeners out there are hearing this. If you're in high school right now and you're hearing this podcast and you're not called to go to college, get in touch with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let's look into the, uh, the Epperson Family Scholarship because vocational schools are just as important. You're right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, your current involvement with Harding Charter Prep. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, my husband served on the governor's board for nine years. So not just the three years that our son attended school there, um, but for nine years. Um, and then since he's passed away, I have started serving on, it's not really a steering committee, but it's a committee that we work together to do fundraising for the school, try to help make sure the school stays aligned with its original intent. Um, we, we love Harding. We love what it does. Um, I don't know current statistics, but at one time, about 70% of the students there qualified for free or reduced lunch. So even though it's, if it's not the top ranked high school in the state, it's in the top five. Um, and it's very academically challenging, but yet they don't just take the cream of the crop. They, it's a charter school, so they have to take whoever. They don't you know, get to pick and choose. And we just truly, truly love the mission of Harding and the difference that it makes in, in these kids' lives. There are some of these children that, I'm sorry to the high school seniors, you're still children to me, <laughs> um, but there are some of them that they'll be the first person in their family to graduate from high school. Dinner conversations didn't include college or vocational or whatever. It was just, they just don't have that background. So that's what Harding tries to do is to, to open their eyes and say, you can go to college, you can go to a vocational school, you can do 
something after you graduate from high school other than just, you know. Um, one question I always have when, you know, when people, donors, they, they decide, well, I'm going to start a scholarship, whether it's in memory of somebody or it's a certain cause that I'm passionate about or something like that. How would you like to see the impact of your scholarship grow over time? I hope that the the students that receive the scholarship um, will always remember that somebody believed in them. Um, and when they get into a position that they can help others, that they will. And if they're ever having moments of self-doubt, that they will remember that somebody believed in them. Um, you know, it's it, when you're only awarding one scholarship at a time, and clearly college has gotten so expensive that, you know, these scholarships don't pay for like a whole semester or anything, but it does make a difference. But, it, you know, just knowing that somebody believed in you um, is enough to make you keep going another day. Kelly, that is absolutely admirable. I mean, what an impact that you guys are, are, have created with this scholarship. And my gosh, what a legacy to your husband, too. Now that this scholarship fund has been set up for these very lucky Harding <laughs> students, um, have you had a recipient yet? No, we're awarding our first one July 18th. Due to COVID, they had to postpone graduation. So at this point, as we're recording, it should have already been presented, but it hasn't been yet. I do believe that the recipient has been made aware that she's receiving the scholarship. Um, and then my son and I are going to attend graduation, and my son is going to present the scholarship to her. We have some something to go along with the certificate and everything. And then my hope is through the years, I'll give each of the six siblings an opportunity to present. Um, and some people want to do that and some people don't. And so if they don't want to, then then they don't have to. And we'll just cycle to the next one. And then ultimately, once my son and all the siblings have done it, then I'll present that. And then we'll just start the cycle over again. We're hoping all the Eppersons will feel a tie to it. And if they don't, that's fine too. Um, but you know, we're hoping that all seven of them will, well, six remaining, um, will feel like it includes them as well. Well, clearly the Epperson family has had quite an impact on Harding. I, would, I do want to ask you this. When you let them know that you have started this scholarship fund for their graduating seniors, whether they want to go to college or a vocational school, what was the reaction? I'm just curious to know what the reaction was. Actually, they're the ones that got me in touch with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Um, my husband passed away very unexpectedly. So we had not had time to talk about tributes. He wouldn't have talked to me about it anyway. But, you know, when I was writing his obituary and letting friends know and everything and, and you know, in lieu of flowers, we wanted something a little bit longer lasting than flowers. And so I knew in my heart that the scholarship was the right thing. So we contacted Harding and we said, hey, you know, we want to do this. And so people started sending in their donations to the school directly. And then they called me and they said, are you wanting this to be a one-time scholarship or in perpetuity? And I said, no, I want it to go on and on and on. And they said, we think that you need to get in touch with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. And so- um, I'm glad they knew about us. Yes. Well, they have another board member that, that Wayne actually served on the board with who has set up a scholarship through OCCF for his mother, honoring his mother. And so he actually came with me the very first time that I met Jessica and, and they held my hands through the whole process. Sure. And But I was just so thrilled because I didn't know. You know, the beauty of these scholarships too, and I want people to know that are listening out there today, is it's not like you need a lot of money to start one of these things. I mean, I think our scholarships, you know, you can start small and they... The way we work here, you tend to accrue, you know, the, the dollars that, that go into that. So anybody can can start something if they're passionate about it. So this leads me to this next question, which is, what would you tell other donors to encourage them about perhaps starting a scholarship fund? I would tell them, one, that if you do it through OCCF, they take care of everything. They take care of the tax reporting. They take care of um, helping you choose the, the recipient. Um, it was a very easy process. Um, they help advertise 
They help promote it. They help. I mean, I show up. <laughs> they, they literally did everything. And Jessica was absolutely amazing because I had tons of questions. And it was clearly in a time in my life that even when she'd answer sure. them, the answers didn't necessarily stick because yeah. um, there was just, uh, you know, it was like being hit by a train. Um, and she was so patient. And so they literally just take your hand and, and carry you through. It really sounds like that you've you've done a, a marvelous job. You've carried out uh, a wish that your husband had uh, even while he was here. And the fact that he's probably looking down now going, yep, I knew she could do it, right? So it's exciting. <laughs> I hope so. Well, thank you so much. Um, very, very happy to have you uh, on the show today. Um, thank you, Kelly, for, for being here. Much appreciated. You have to speak to students directly in order to fully grasp the kind of life-changing impact a scholarship can have on a young person's life. 25 years ago, Carolyn Watson was the CEO of a company called Shamrock Bank Shares. Growing up in a rural community, Carolyn realized early on that students living in towns like hers oftentimes did not have the opportunity to attend college. So she made it her mission to start the Carolyn Watson Rural Oklahoma Community Foundation, Carolyn was a strong believer in the power of education. She established the Carolyn Watson Opportunity Scholarship, which is a four-year scholarship award up to $12,000 per year, offering students from rural high schools the chance to follow their dreams and pursue higher education. Recently, we sat down with two former recipients, Michaela Metz and Natalie Evans. So let's hear from them directly about the impact the scholarship had on their college experience. My name is Natalie Evans. I'm a 2013 graduate of Fairview High School. My name is Michaela Metz and I graduated from Durant High School in 2012 and that's also the year that I was the recipient of the Carolyn Watson Opportunity Scholarship. I am about to complete pharmacy school at the University of Oklahoma at the end of this week. By the time this episode is recorded, Michaela is already a graduate. So first off, a big congratulations to you, Michaela. But let's hear about arguably the most exciting part, how they found out they've been awarded the $10,000 prize. So I remember um, whenever I first received news that I had been the recipient of the scholarship, I had just gotten home from theater practice. I was really active um, with the arts whenever I was in high school, and I remember just one, the first emotion was relief, um, and then second, excitement. I knew that this was going to be a huge opportunity. I knew that it was going to open a lot of doors for me. I was extremely excited. I remember I was walking in the hallway, I believe on my way to lunch in high school, when I got the phone call. And so I stopped, I took the phone call, and I was just elated. I almost did a dance right in the hallway. More than just a nice surprise in the middle of a school day, the scholarship really made a difference for Michaela and Natalie. Designed to remove barriers of entry to rural students like living costs and other school-related expenses, the Carolyn Watson Opportunity Scholarship helps students focus on what's most important. So here's what Michaela had to say. I was able to live in the dorms because of this scholarship, and that really, really changed my perspective. I feel like on the whole college experience, because the college that I went to is actually in my hometown where I grew up, so I was otherwise going to live at home, and I feel like being able to live in the dorms was a good way to become independent. And being able to have a job on campus actually helped me discover that I have a passion for teaching. And so right now I'm going into a pharmacy residency in Norman, but after that, I hope 
hope to pursue more training in academia, and I'm still not sure what level I want to teach yet, if I want to teach at an undergraduate level or if I want to teach pharmacy school, but definitely that spark has been there since I had that teaching job on campus. We asked Michaela and Natalie what they would say to Carolyn Watson if they had a chance to meet her. The first thing I would do is to give her a hug. Um, because really her generosity has shaped the lives of so many students across Oklahoma and it's opened the doors for so many people and it's provided so many opportunities. Um, and I truly wouldn't be where I am today in my career or my education without that opportunity. So if I could speak to Carolyn Watson directly, I would definitely say thank you so much for creating this scholarship and for funding it and for making it available to rural applicants like me because it definitely opened up a lot of opportunities. So I would say the scholarship was very aptly named. It let me explore a lot of different aspects of college and careers that I would not have otherwise. So if you want to read more about Michaela and Natalie and other scholarship success stories, I suggest you pick up a copy of our brand new scholarship review, where we have told the tales of others that, like Carolyn Watson, have decided to give the gift of education. Thinking of creating your own scholarship? I can assure you there are plenty more students like Natalie and Michaela out there waiting for the opportunity to pursue their academic dreams. Creating Impact Through Giving is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, a nonprofit that works with donors to create charitable funds that benefit our community both now and in the future. For all episodes and more information, visit OCCF.org impact. Thanks for listening today, and I'd like to leave you with this. Everybody wants to create some kind of impact in your community. What would you like to do? Contact the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let us help you turn your legacy into a reality today. See you next time.